could go west you can be in charge of catching the mobile phone studio okay <laughs> perfect though if it falls that out could, that could be custom made it, it could be it's a, they I, should they should start making <laughs> um a special model of barinas that's built for gay podcasts <laughs> you just jam the recording equipment in yeah there. the astrid record yeah the batteries could run out on us you never know Oh, look, we could die. Thanks for coming <laughs> anyway. to my town, Toby. Oh, look, it's a pleasure to be here, Adam. I had a number of uh, errands to run, uh, and I love Sydney, so... You say that in the, in that Toby way of, like, it sounds non-committal, but also <laughs> I'm, you might mean it. <laughs> Grove in a lane. You can be shush. I can shut her up, can't I? Yes. Bye-bye, angry lady, angry robot lady. So we are going... This is a podcast. It's a podcast! <laughs> this, is, this is the latest in, in a, an iteration of Talking Poofy, where Adam and I just try and live our lives. Yeah. Uh, that's a lady walking past the back of my car. She must oh, have she's about hefty. to explode by the sound of things. Um, so, so, I yeah, used we... to do a podcast with Justin Hamilton... And I would record our, uh, I think it was called the Shelf Podcast. It was meant to be about the shelf live yeah, shows yeah, that, that we was did. very popular. But we never did it, the live shows as the podcast because it was always a nightmare. Because um, everyone would want to give permission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no left hand, so I've got to go around in a circle here. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we just started doing these, like, podcasts in the car, often when I'd be driving him to the airport because he had gigs somewhere. Right. But there's no driving to the airport, even though we both live in Sydney now. There's no driving to the airport in Sydney. A, I live on the same street as the airport. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very handy when you're travelling, but coffees are $14. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's weird. Like, if I got off the train... Like, I'm two train stations away. Mm. Or I think it's an hour walk. Who, who wants to go that far with luggage? Um, but yeah, it's like to catch the train to the airport, if you get off at Mascot Suburban, which is the stop before, it's like three or four dollars on the train. If you get off at the, the, the airport, mm. it's all of a sudden fifteen dollars. Oh, because you've got all the way to the airport. It's, it's just the next stop. But also, and there's stops beyond it that are cheaper. Say, the airport train like keeps going. Yes. So they <laughs> They're just charging you eleven dollars just before... to, to get out at one particular stop. Oh, that is rude. It, it that is exactly what it is. That is that is. Ga- I want to write a letter to the ombudsman about oh, that. That's nothing. I got the train to the Gold Coast from Brisbane Airport. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I thought I'm saving money by getting a points flight to Brisbane to go and visit my friend Sal. I was normally I would drive. I love to drive to in the Brisbane. Country. Yeah, I'm from, oh, from Sydney. It's an hour. I mean, it's an hour. It's a day. <laughs> it's 
eight hours. I, I love gay hyperbole. <laughs> I love gay That's hyperbole. And it's like, how far away is Brisbane? Oh, it's nothing. It's a snap, babe. It's an hour. It's just down the road. How long were you waiting in that queue for? <laughs> oh, like 100 years. Oh, like, days. literally... Literally 100 years. 100, I literally died waiting in line. How far away is Brisbane? Oh, it's like 40 minutes on the freeway. So, yeah, okay. You yes. wanted to drive to Brisbane. I was going to drive. It's, it's like, it's a day. It's like eight right, hours right. at best. So, um, you, so, you got points flight to Brisbane. Yeah, because I didn't want to drive because all the driving places were on fire. Mm-hmm. And you've got, uh, you've got millions of points built up on Tiger. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they? No. I reckon um, you should get double points. Well, on, I was like, gonna... Just whenever you are bold enough to go on Tiger. <laughs> Did you see there was a Tiger flight? Oh, this full is... of full of coronavirus. Coronavirus. Can you? Can Which you... in the old days was just <laughs> a big nut on the turfs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I've woken up with terrible coronavirus. Coronavirus. I am never having beer with citrus again. <laughs> Someone, someone on Facebook made the quip during the week that they've got a friend of theirs who has a particular autoimmune disease and if they go to Wuhan and get coronavirus, they'll actually have corona and limes. <laughs> I did like your little setup to that. That was cute. I don't, I don't know who it was. Autoimmune not, disease, which is Lyme disease. Lyme's Good. disease. It's not Good. my joke. If I've stolen your joke for this podcast, I'm very sorry, but also there are literally four fucking old people listening to it, so yes. it doesn't matter. and it's, you know... So you were... Now, this is something I want to talk to you about, Toby. Yes. The self-deprecation. Yes. Of not only us as a species. Yes. A gay as a species. <laughs> we, yeah. Can't, we, yeah. we can't... Um... I'm in favour of it being eradicated. <laughs> like yeah. But that's what I mean. I, I know we've talked about this offline, as mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. Which, do, you, do, you, do you get that in meetings? Like, you'll be talking to someone, like, we'll take this offline. We'll take this offline. And I'm like, what do you mean offline? Like, just not in this room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they say offline as though you're, like, got, like, electrodes on your temples. <laughs> like, plugged into the fucking matrix. And let's do this offline. You mean just, like, back in the other office? Yeah, okay. you mean, like, yeah. or on the phone. Or actually online. Are you yeah, saying let's yeah. take this offline, meaning... You're going to send me an email, which is technically online. Online, it's it, I don't understand it. Anyway, usually we'll take this offline is <laughs> office aggressive, passive um, office language for you're just fucking shitting me, and I can't deal with your bullshit right now. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the same question in 40 minutes and hope I wear you down. <laughs> anyway, self-deprecating. So yes, we talked about the Hannah Gadsby. Yes, the um, the Netflixness. Mm. The, mm. What's a little show? Called? The sensation of, of, of what's Nanette? a little show that everyone watched called? What's a little little skit called? Nanette. <laughs> Nanette. Nanette. You're referring to Nanette. Or oh, this is a terrible joke that came from <laughs> Rebecca Shaw uh, and Alistair Baldwin, who I work with at Hard Quiz. Uh, the net, Nanette, or the net with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I would love it if the net with Sandra Bullock ignited a feminist revolution. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but yes, after watching that mm. that uh, documentary about her poor, her horrible life, mm. which had some jokes in it, mm. um, it's not a documentary. It's a stand-up special. If you haven't seen it, it's not. A, it's not Taylor Swift or Dolly Parton. <laughs> um, anyway, I am now confronted by self-deprecation. Right. I find it... Uh... Well, 
But is that is that particularly a? And it used to be my favourite thing. Like it was, you know, yeah, it was my go-to. Right, 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 right. It was my go-to. Do you think that's particularly a gay thing, or is that like an Australian thing? Oh, it could be an Australian thing. I think it is also a gay thing because, you know, it's that. It's that thing of like oh, I'm going to get the boot in before anyone yeah, else exactly. does. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a from whatever cultural axis it comes from. Yes. Yeah, it's a, de- it's a defensive strategy that if I say yeah. I'm shit, you can't call me shit. Like I quit before I was sacked. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. And it's a, but also but also at the same time, people often use it as a cue for if I call myself shit, then the you know the ritual is that you say no, you're not shit. You're fantastic. So, yes. So sometimes people use it as a as a way to fish for affirmation. To fish for compliments. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible. I just had to do this weird loop to get onto this road that we just drove past. This is oh, because of fucking Sydney. Sydney's the weirdest place in the world for driving. It's, <laughs> it's just like. I'm, do you know what I really miss? I miss my blue plates because now I've got Sydney oh, plates. Oh yeah, right. After three months, you've got to change. Um, and I used to have Victorian plates, and everyone gives you the widest berth. Really? Yeah, because Victorians can't drive. Really? Yes. Well, no, it's because Victorians are used to drive in roads that go in directions. No, it's not that. It's no? the it's the weird, crazy aggressiveness of Victorian drivers. Like here in Sydney, if you indicate, yeah, um, what that means is you're going to change lanes, and so you just make a little bit of room for the person indicating. Or if you're indicating, someone makes room for you. Mm. In Melbourne, an indicator means quickly speed up. Don't let that cunny. <laughs> <laughs> She's got no fucking idea how to drive. Get her off the road. <laughs> that, that, that is also true. That is also true. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're in, in like windy, weird Sydney freeway hill. Yes, we're in. Uh... We've been in Neutral Bay. I've just come from there, where it says Bridge and Tunnel, because I live on the other side of town. Across the water. Across the water. Um, yeah, the self-deprecating thing. I, um, I, try, you know, I have been consciously practicing accepting compliments. Yeah, that is hard. You know, when someone says, "Oh, that was really great." And you know, and your instinct is to go, "No, it was fucked. It was the worst thing ever. It's an insult that you ever saw." And I, yes, should, I'm going to like ritually sacrifice myself at the thought that you've even mentioned that we, uh, whatever. So I've been consciously trying to practice saying, "Thank, thank you. you. I'm glad that you. I thank you. Like that, or that's a that's a Julian. I learned that from Julian Clary via Judith Lucy, mm. which is um, when people compliment you on doing stand up, and you're like, oh. That was great. That was so funny. You just go, thank you. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Why you, are you here? <laughs> you're a dope and a fool. But yeah, he would go, I thank you. I, I thank, thank you. you. I thank you. He's very Julian Clary. Where is he now? Is he still working? Oh, he's probably hosting, you yeah, know, like Watercolour yeah. Challenge or Celebrity <laughs> Pictionary or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. England. I have no idea. Yeah, he's probably... Yeah, either that or... Like doing, you know, drive on whatever ABC local is in oh, Northeast England. BBC Radio Five Live yeah, or one of those. something like that. You know. Did I hear that he'd become like a his stand-up had pivoted into he wears S and M gear now, or am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> well, he always used to 
Like he always did dress ups. Yeah, like he was always, you know. A friend of mine calls his SM gear dress ups. Dress ups. So go, what did he come dressed as? I come dressed as um, Pepper Pig. Well, actually, more accurately, Pepper Sub Bottom Pig. <laughs> that, that will be the next, like, kind of kitsch trend, will be like. Um, you know, as as people get married and you know have children and that kind of stuff, there'll be just like BDSM gay couples with you know ch- baby's first harness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we're gonna try not. To, I'm gonna try not to be so self-deprecating because people enjoy this podcast for some stupid reason. <laughs> oh, this, I'm doing it again. Oh no. Oh no. Well, look. Do you know what we need to be mindful of? Like, mm. it's not mandatory to listen to it. No, it's not the law. Not, so if, if you're listening to it, at some level, you have made a choice. This, yes. This, what I'm saying is, listeners, this podcast is your destiny. <laughs> I also, I mean, I can't, I can't go too far in the um, let's, let's be all love and mung beans. Because it is called the Poofcast. Like, it is named after an insult. Yeah, also <laughs> Talking that. Poofy is, also that. is, you know. We, I mean, I know sometimes I say we're reclaiming it. But sometimes I think we're just lazy for shock. <laughs> It could be. It could be. It's, I mean, I guess I suppose it's still a hilarious pun on podcast, right? Yeah. Poofcast and Poofcast. podcast. Poofcast. They both start with P. That's They both start with P. It's just basic alliteration, people. Yeah. I um, mean, the only... And more accurately, it should be called the Poocast, because we talk about that. We do talk a lot about that. <laughs> to an unrepresentative... Cast. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry to You're triggering up. me. You're Sorry triggering me. Sorry to bring up the war. <laughs> Don't talk about the war. Um, the reason why we're in this car, yes. on, on this freeway... Um, is that uh, I am visiting Sydney for the weekend for various affairs of state. And, um, <laughs> Are you checking in at head office? You're checking gonna, in at head office. Going to Stonewall tonight? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, we are on our way out to a very special theatrical event. <gasps> our older listeners will absolutely be excited <laughs> by this. We're on our way to, to Riverside Theatres in Parramatta um, to watch uh, a cabaret by an actress called Rabina Beard, who I didn't know who Rabina Beard, what that name meant. You didn't know she had a... I didn't know she had a name. Who this person is? <laughs> it's Madge from the Palm Olive ads. Oh! You're soaking in it. Yes! It's that chick is doing a show about her fabulous life in showbiz. Because didn't she do other stuff? Like, was she on the Naked Vicar show? No. Well, I don't know. We're about to find out. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Nolene Brown used to do her on the Naked Vicar show. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I'm I think confused. that's what it is. But she would turn up in things. I, look, I think she has done... I'm sure she was on Beauty and the Beast at one point. I think she's done stuff. Yes. I think she's done stuff. She's probably part of a review at the Ensemble Theatre. Oh, she probably did the Tivoli back she in the day. She probably did the Tivoli back in the day. <laughs> With Tony Lamond. But we're going to hear all about her. She's one of these old showbiz warriors. And if you're um, younger than, you know, 100, uh, you, you might not know what we're talking about. But during the 70s and 80s, there was this amazing series of ads that just ran forever and it was always the same template and it was um, a a young woman would go into a beauty parlour like it was so retrograde it was so bewitched (laughs) Um, a young woman would go into a beauty parlour and complain to her therapist 
uh, about how bad her nails were. Yes. Like my her nails are in terrible awful. shape. Oh, from this, doing the dishes. They're so scraped from doing the dishes. Yes. And then the therapist who was Madge would say, she go, oh Madge, my nails are so terrible from doing the dishes. And then the beauty therapist would say, or the beautician would say, you should switch to palm olive dishwashing liquid. Yes. And the young woman would say, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> She wouldn't say it. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. What are you talking about, you fucking old (laughs) trout? (laughs) You plastic old bat. (laughs) With your beehive that's about ten years out of date. What do you mean? And and her fingers would be would be soaking in like a bowl of liquid. And Madge would say green liquid. Green Madge would say, You're soaking in it. Like you are actually at this moment soaking in palm olive. And the young woman would react as though Madge had just smeared shit all over her face. (laughs) There would be horror and desperate. What the fuck is going Jesus Christ? Coronavirus! (laughs) She would lose her mind and then Madge would go into the spiel and say, no, palm olive is gentle on the hands and cuts through grease. Yes. Every single ad. But they made like a hundred different cuts of this ad. Oh, yeah. And no one who, when they went to see Madge, was expecting the palm olive. After like literally 15 years. Like you think word would get around. That, that... that this particular nail salon just went, yep. fuck it, with the nail with nail <laughs> solution, the <laughs> beautiful hand moisturiser. We're just sticking your hand in you dishwashing can, liquid. You know what? You can squirt Aesop's up your ass and douche with it. <laughs> we are using dishwashing liquid, right? You can take your Dermalogica and fucking smear it on your bedroom walls. We are using palm olive. Also, word never spread. No. Like these young women never spoke to each other. No. What, what beautician do you well, go there to? There was no internet. Oh, that's Can you imagine the Facebook been. page? There'd be articles <laughs> in the Herald Sun. Outrage on Facebook over a woman. That's right. <laughs> in Neutral Bay, in Nail right. Salon. Footage of a woman only identify as mad. It's gone, <laughs> gone viral. It's gone viral on YouTube tonight. <laughs> There'd be like some grainy iPhone thing. <laughs> Tracy oh. Grimshaw would send fucking some arsehole. Yeah. And tracking yeah. it down. Are you washing people's hands in yeah. dishwashing liquid when they want a manicure? The hashtag soaking in it has gone viral overnight. <laughs> it would be all this. But, it, but for years, for years, the same ad. Oh, just, yeah. just, it was like it was like listening to a Kelvin Harris album. It was the same thing. <laughs> it was like Rod Quantock on the um just a, on the <laughs> exactly on, on the, the Captain Snooze ads, yeah. or or the Trivago woman who seems to turn up in the strangest. Yes, places. yes. I don't know what the yeah what the contemporary thing would be. I guess it would be like um, well, they don't really have ads anymore, do they? Oh, they do, but you have to watch that television for it. Yeah, oh, which person, no one does that. Across. So anyway, she's doing a show about her amazing career in showbiz slash doing the same ad for twenty years forever, uh, and I think it's going to be Campus Christmas. Oh, I'm excited. Because it's a cabaret. It's a cabaret. Sorry about the rumble strip, everyone. (laughs) So I think it's going to be a woman somewhere between 90 and 110 years old. She's probably, like, only 10 years older than us. Yeah, she's probably, like, 61. (laughs) She probably was never that old, like Angela Lansbury, who... You know what? Who was, like, 30 in Murder, She Wrote or something She's probably, like, 49. But she looks like she's 90 because of prolonged exposure to the fumes from the fucking palm olive. <laughs> There's been so much splatter from the palm olive on her skin over time. 
that she's like aged dramatically and her entire epidermis has been scraped away. Oh my god, I'm 49. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. You turned 49 too? No. 48. 48. 48. That's right. right. I'm our birthdays, our birthdays are a day apart, listener. A day, a day and one year, yeah. So you can you can buy us joint presents if you like. Yeah. You can just get the one iTunes card and we'll split it up. <laughs> well, you, you can have it all for your for your Sean Mendes. Oh great, collection. okay, thank you. That's very kind of you. I cool. ju- I don't really I don't a Sean Mendes collection. <laughs> I don't listen to the young people's music. Is he a thing? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, I saw a photo and it looked attractive. It looked like the kind of thing you'd listen to with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love yeah, this yeah. Shawn Mendes. I don't turn the sound up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not an album you, you, you read for the articles, is it? <laughs> no. So we're going all the way to Parramatta, which is actually not that far, but people in Sydney lose their shit over Do you know it. what? I know there's a, a support actor. We may miss it because mm. um, the, the clock is running. Mm. Uh, I wish the support act was the woman <laughs> from... <laughs> Uh, yes. From the uh, Sard Wonder Soap commercial. And <laughs> used to say, my husband is probably the filthiest man, not only in Parramatta, the whole of New South Wales. He comes home uh, and his clothes are caked in blood and guts, guts and, and grease, grease off, off the, the rod. rod. <laughs> oh, I've often been covered in grease off the rod. Oh, uh, grease off the rod. <laughs> grease off the rod was Scott's nickname in high, high school. school. <laughs> You know what, like, e- even as, like, a ten-year-old, you know, even before I was cognizant of the filthy urges that I was going to in my adult years, the idea of grease off, like, I need... Grease had, off the rod always It had just, resonance. Yeah. It had resonance for me. I could hear the, the future ding-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> of blood and guts and grease, grease off, off the, the rod. rod. Someone at work just made reference to Grease Off The Rod the other day. It was like, it was like someone from our time, you know, yeah. from like our vintage. From our vintage. And we were like discussing a situation, you know, and that was, and it was like a bit of a gnarly situation. It's went, oh yeah, it's a bit of Grease Off The Rod in the mix there. <laughs> oh my, I was like, stop everything. We just, we need to talk about that reference. Did you just make the reference I thought you made? Also, I love the fact that like an, a national commercial has gone, yeah, fuck it. We're going to mention Parramatta, New South Wales. <laughs> and grease off the rod. And grease off the rod. And people are just going to go, yeah, I'll buy that shit. I will buy the Sard's Wonder Soap. I understand the emotion. Yes. Um, if you really want to go deep on um, on old ads of the 80s, uh, when I got the tickets to this show, I, I googled Rabina Beard's name. Excellent. Just for a bit of background. And what turned up was like a story from like, I don't know, like... You know, today, tonight, or something from oh. like years ago, um, and it was a, a sit-down interview with Rabina Beard, Madge from the, from the Palm Olive ads, and what was her name? Bunny something. Her name was Bunny something. Bunny Brook. Bunny Brook. Rita the Eater Eater. Oh, Rita the Eater Eater. Ripper Rita. Ripper Rita. Tom said that one day on Hard Quiz. Ripper Rita. He just went, Ripper Rita, it's the people's round. <laughs> it's just the people's round. Because <laughs> it comes from Rita, that, from Eater Margarine. Yes, Rita and, the Eater Rita. And Bunny, what's her, I can't think of what her name, it wasn't Bunny Brook, it was someone else. Yeah, Bunny Brook was that old woman who also was like 90 when she was Yeah, she there. was like an old prisoner battle axe. Rita yeah. the Eater Eater was like, a, you know, a crazy housewife who would make sandwiches for all the neighbourhood kids with Eater Margarine. Yes. And that'll go, Ripper Rita. 
And so it was because rot- we were excited by March for some reason. We just had a strong anti-dairy agenda. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was Madge the Palmolive, like it's a real camp testament. It's Madge the Palmolive lady and Rita the Eater Eater, just like being old showbiz fucking bitches. Like, Are they talking to that Craig from Studio Ten? Because he will talk to any has been that has ever been anywhere. I cannot remember the gentleman's name, but he fits oh. the description. <laughs> and he's trying to be like all respectful and like, you know, you two ladies are icons of Australian showbiz. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they're in some commercials. They're in fucking ads. My sister was in two fucking commercials. Well, She's no icon. Well, give her Craig's number because he probably wants to have a chat. <laughs> she was in, I think it was only a Victorian ad. She was in an ad for do you remember the soft drink that they used to deliver on the truck to your house in a crate? Uh, Lois. Not Lois. Terex. It was gold medal. Oh, gold medal? Yes, yes I do. There, I was do. A, there was a bunch. There was Lois, there was Terex, there was gold. There was a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, so she was in an ad for gold medal soft drinks with Ken Hunter from the uh, <laughs> Cotton Football Club. It once got written up as one of the worst ads of all time. Ken Hunter. <laughs> I know, it sounds like a porno star. It sounds like a porn name, doesn't it? Featuring Ken, Ken Hunter. Hunter. Just dousing himself in... <laughs> in, in, in plain wrap lemonade. In grease off the rods. In grease off the rods. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like Ken Hunter and his little mates enjoy gold medal soft drinks and they're just like... And what you have to do, just drink just your soft drink. drink soft and, just, drink. and just be delicious yeah. about the soft drink. And it was filmed... She was so excited because it was filmed in Nunawadding. On the uh, oh, the studios, yes, right. in the old Holiday Island set. That soon Holiday became, Island. That soon became Lasseter's, uh oh <laughs> neighbours. God, Holiday Island. But yeah, she got to go into the green room at one point, and uh, Maggie Kirkpatrick, the freak, the freak from Prisoner, was having a sleep on the couch. <laughs> She little, was little freak sleep. She was thrilled. She's like, "Oh my god, I saw the freak!" She was asleep on a couch in a green room. That is that is pretty exciting. She was like ten. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what my ten year old sister was doing, loving Prisoner, but that was her favorite show. It's pretty exciting in night Oh, I assume she was just watching it over your shoulder, probably. <laughs> while I was while I was choreographing moves from the Prisoner musical <laughs> in my head. <laughs> on the inside, the rules. <laughs> that was my intro music for like my first. Of a stand-up show, <laughs> but the, prisoner. it was a cover of it by the Living End. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Uh, they did a that's cover of, of on the inside. I'll pay that. Who <laughs> sang the original? Did did someone like Sharon O'Neill or someone sing the original? I don't original? know. Apparently, it was written by Harold from Neighbours. Is that am really? I imagining that? Well, he was a scriptwriter on the show on Prisoner for yeah for a long time, and then he was a, a prison guard. <laughs> A corrupt prison guard, possible rapist. Uh, I think I remember that. I remember him being. But on yeah, the show he as an was actor. he was a writer on the show for a long time. Fuck, this is why. Like, this is really actually why I wanted to go to this show today because there is <laughs> there's something so like I feel like nowadays in the contem- maybe I'm just being old about it, but nowadays in the contemporary era, I feel like showbiz is really corporatized and really globalized. Yes, there's something about the global digital business um, that is really. Um, digital compared to the warm vinyl analogue feel of the 70s and 80s and it was a shitbox tin pot little industry yes and run like, out of a fucking caravan in Nunawati and, and well like in Melbourne it was like easy because you could it was everything centralised but working in Sydney like doing gigs like when I first started even in the like 90s and I'm sure it was like this for 
Ding Dong and, yeah, yeah. and Rhonda Birchmore in the 70s and 60s and whatever. But because Sydney is so decentralised, like, you have to do 100 gigs to get the same number of people as you get on four nights in yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, sure, Because sure, you've sure. got to go to every fucking RSL in town. Yeah. You've got to go to that Bankstown that... and Rooty Hill and... But they would have a hundred gigs. Yes, there would be a hundred gigs. There would be a, so in terms of in terms of stand up and developing as an artist, it was much better. I spent for like you. I nearly moved here in two thousand and four. Yeah, I had planned to move in January because I'd spent the preceding two and a half years, like spending like five to six months of the year up here doing gigs and crashing on my mate Sally's couch. Yeah, right. Um, it was just like, oh, this is becoming untenable. I have to move. Like. I can go to Melbourne for two weeks, stay with, you know, my sister or whoever. Yeah. And then pay all my rent and shit up here. Yeah. But, uh, no. But I just love that, like, just how shit it was in, in that, in the 70s and 80s vibe, you know? Like, yeah. listening to these two old birds, that you know, Madge and Rita talking about their thing, that, and they were all this old school stuff. Oh, yeah, I think I met you at the young side. You had to pay for your own lunch in those days. <laughs> And then Harold from Neighbours is writing the scripts on Prisoner and like it was clearly the same eight people yeah. who had no other options or skills nah. but to do this like old fusty parochial, you know, blankety blanks vibe yes. kind of thing. And it just feels like um, it was shit and really homemade. Yes. But um, it still had a, a, a genuine authenticity and character to it. A charm. Yeah. That watching, you know, um, an ex- watching fucking Guy Sebastian on an X Factor format, which has come out of some weird mid-Atlantic content island yeah. that sits halfway between LA and London. That was one of know. my big things when, uh, when Hard Quiz was nominated for the actor for Best Light Entertainment. Mm. And the it was the only The industry show. award is the actor. Yeah, yeah. Actors like it used to be the AFIs, right? And now, yeah. It's the, yeah. and now it's like the anti-Logies. Tom Gleeson wasn't nominated for being the best actor. No, <laughs> it's ah, actor. actor. Double A C T A. Actor. But all the other shows that were nominated, like Lego Wars or whatever it's called, format, Lego format, international format. Yeah, that one. But it was like Australian Survivor um, format, like Celebrity Get Me Out of Here or something on yeah. a Masked Singer, like all that kind of shit. Yeah, it was all nominated. Uh, and ours was the only one that we'd made up in Australia. Mm, like, we mm, created hard Yes, yeah. and, and that's increasingly rare. Yeah. Especially, yeah, on, especially on TV, because they're like... Because no one's watching TV anymore, they're even more risk-averse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the ABC. They, they can't afford another format. <laughs> the formats are expensive. Like... Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did this person stop and the lights went red? Just... You can never tell. I know. This is. Uh, by the way, with, this is one thing I haven't really done it much in this one. But in when I used to do the other podcast, I, and I would listen back to it, and I didn't know I was doing it. I'm driving Tourette's. <laughs> You're like, get out of the. Like I just yell at people and then go back to like finish the sentence I was in the middle of <laughs> and have no recollection of having done it. <laughs> just blacking out and calling someone a fucking asshole. What's going on this fuck? And it doesn't really happen. I mean, I haven't really recorded one in Sydney. But now I know why it happened because I was driving in Melbourne and everyone's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly did get us killed on the freeway, but that was another story. I didn't mention that. 
they'll be able to tell. <laughs> they'll sense. They'll sense, sense the panic. They'll our, sense the moment when I in our voices. They'll be able. They'll be able a, to pick it. A ute that wasn't quite letting me in when I wanted to turn. They'll realise. They'll realise. They'll hear the engine rev, and then uh, we'll we'll resume talking in a bright tone. <laughs> but um, we should definitely come up with a format. <coughs> I love this idea of just selling a format. So uh, talking puffy. Talking puffy. Ah ah. Yes, it's a it's a a ragtag bunch of colourful characters uh, who do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> every third every third line has to be that was my nickname in high school yes ding-a-ling-a-ling and, every time there's an innuendo and, and one of them is really careerist and one of them is really sex crazed <laughs> and um, one of them is a hopeless romantic <laughs> one, of, one of them's been married for like 20 years one of them's been married for 20 years and it's just like um and like um the city where they live in is like as much a part of the character of the <laughs> of, of the of the, co- the, of the uh, format as, as the people and the city they live in is like uh, uh, Bernie in Tasmania. Oh, no. And, no, okay. All right. That is... That's is. Parramatta, and it's called Podcast in Parramatta is the format. <laughs> Have you... There's a show on the Apple TV mm. called... I don't remember what it's called. Right. Um, anyway, there's a show on the Apple TV that is uh, about a podcast. It's like a true crime like it's a drama yeah it's about a true crime podcast that delves into a case where the woman who I don't know it sounds it's very convoluted um anyway it's got Octavia Spencer in it and Aaron Paul and I thought this is going to be great true crime podcast yeah but with a real story yeah and lo and behold I tried to watch the first episode and it was the worst thing I have ever put in my eyes. Like, I didn't even get through the episode. Oh, there's yeah. a policey man. Right. Sorry, police people. Police people. <laughs> Come on, be inclusive. Police officers. I keep saying policeman on my... Like, I talk about Yaz in the Doctor Who... In Doctor Yaz. Who on my... Yeah, there's a character called Yasmin Khan. Oh, Yaz. right, right. I thought it was like... The only way is up. Oh, <laughs> yes, in the plastic population. <laughs> yeah, like, no, okay. different, different. So, in my other podcast, Adam Richard has a theory. I am talking about Doctor Who all the time, and there's yeah, the character called Yaz, who is a police officer. But I always say Yaz, and she's a policeman. <laughs> no, you you need to be inclusive of all gender expressions when referring to the fascist military arm. Of the Please don't exclude female and non-male identifying <laughs> fucking pigs <laughs> when you're referring to them <laughs> violently enacting class oppression. Don't, don't exclude them. Thank you for your service if you're listening. Pigs. Thank you for your service, you terrifying lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. I got up this morning and I just like went down to the... <gasps> oh my God, have you seen what's on at Riverside Parramatta? Les Miserables! Doing Les Miserables! Oh my god. I Par- love him! The Parramatta players or whoever the <laughs> We have arrived in Parramatta. We are here. Everybody, we are here in, in That's Penis the Parramatta Harbor. Medical Centre. Open seven days, bulk billing. This is where you need to go. If you're living in inner city Melbourne and Sydney and you're wondering why your <laughs> medical centre doesn't bulk bill, it's the fucking rent. Come to yeah, Parramatta, yeah. fine. 
be fine. You will be fine. Have you noticed that? Inner city doctors don't bog bill anymore. Like they charge no. you and then you yeah. have to claim it back. Yeah. I think they just got sick of um they make enough money from bulk billing. No, well if you've got the turnover like they do here. Imagine oh, all the sickies they've been signing up on. Can you imagine the quality medical care you get oh, in there? Yeah. Like, well Paramount's huge, it's like a whole city. So uh, what seems to be the problem? Well, I've got this here's your prescription for Xanax. <laughs> but I think I've sprained my and some valium. But I think Well that road's closed. Oh no, they've closed Parramatta. Oh, Parramatta's shut down. <laughs> Is this woman crossing the road? No, she's no. on her phone. Okay. Do you know what, Adam? I think when you listen back to this, you'll find out there's fucking heaps of driving Tourette's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I park the car? Actually, there must be a public event. Is there some kind of public event? Maybe. Are they doing some sort of western suburbs activation? But where do I park my car? We're here. We're at the riverside. Well, we'll just keep dri- driving oh, around it like until... car park? Until an access route There's a big blue P. Oh, it's on the other side of the river. Oh, that's right, we can cross the bridge. When was the last time I was in Parramatta? CBD. See, they call it a CBD. Well, yeah, they... they isn't the master plan for Sydney to have, like... Like a CBD in the CBD, a CBD in Parramatta, or a CBD somewhere in the south. There, oh, there's a north one, which is the... Yeah. Um, it's like a fight between Macquarie Park, with where Macquarie Uni is. Just because the centre of Sydney is so fucked up. Oh, you can't drive there. That's one of my favourite things. Whenever anyone's honking in the middle of Sydney, I'm like, why did you come here? The yeah. traffic's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a secret. No. That's an established theme. Yes, people honking. I'm like, yes, yes, it's bad. And now there's the tram that runs up the middle of it, and no one knows how to cope with the tram. <laughs> right. And it's two really long trams stuck together. Oh, right. It's just like a giant hook turd snaking yes. its way down Devonshire Street. Eat Street Car Park. Okay. I don't know what this is. Eat Street. Is it an actual street, or is it a... Uh, I think there must just be, like, a street with, like, two restaurants on it. So <laughs> oh, no, I've been here. I came here... To... Speaking of prisoner, to hang out <laughs> <laughs> with Maxine Klibengatis, who was in town doing a prisoner thing, and I had dinner with her and oh, what's the name of the girl that played Bobby Driscoll? Or she was Bobby Driscoll? Oh, um, was she Bobby? And was that Colette? Was that Colette Mann? No, no. Colette Mann was um. Anyway, they were my two favourite characters and I had dinner with them and it was the best. Um, In Parramatta Eat Street? Yeah. Well, it wasn't Parramatta Eat Street. I don't know where it was. Somewhere here in Parramatta. Um, But that's my Parramatta story. I just feel like... Hanging out with Maxine Clippengatis at a prisoner convention. In Parramatta. (laughs) I just feel like Eat Street is really dignifying what's happening in Parramatta when it's more likely to be a strip of slop shops. There's a picture of a chilli on a pole. Because <laughs> it's, it's food, it's Eat Toby, Street. Toby, you don't Parramatta's bigger and more vibrant than Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They're fucking... <laughs> petri See, dishes. knives and forks going up and down the stairs on that poster. It's all going on here in Eat Street. Adam, there are petri dishes at the CSIRO that are more vibrant <laughs> in fucking Adelaide. <laughs> Using Adelaide as your benchmark for vibrancy <laughs> is one rung above 
benchmarking against the corpse. Oh, all right. Well, that's a whole podcast. That'll do. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, we're here and we're queer.